Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast. We are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. A little bit of a late start here on a Wednesday, January 25th, but it's a great week for golf. Farmers Insurance Open starts today. If you're listening to us on radio, 93.7 FM, the ticket in Cadillac or 104.7 FM, the ticket in Petoskey, Charlevoix area, a whole day of golf has already taken place. So we'll have a full preview and picks for the Farmers Insurance Open, one of my favorite tournaments all year long. Corn Ferry Tour uh, is in action. They are playing their final, fourth and final round of their second event uh, in the Bahamas today. Uh, so we'll update you on what's happening there. Brooke Henderson wins on the LPGA. We've got Big Ten Match Play Championships coming up February 3rd and 4th. For the boys, the girls start their spring portion of the uh, college season shortly thereafter. Um, but first, Hunter, which would you rather talk about first? Rory and Reed having an, it's what people are calling, I guess, an altercation on the range, which is just so, this is just too funny. This happened yesterday in Dubai. Or do you want to talk about just how good John Rahm is as he wins the American Express Championship narrowly, albeit narrowly, over Davis Thompson. But that's two wins in two starts. Hunter's pick for player of the year uh, is off to a tremendous start to the season. He wins at a tournament he is he has said to loathe, which basically means look out <laughs> PGA Tour. John Rahm is coming for you. I don't know how many times he's going to win this year, but it's going to be more than two. Um, which Or do you want to talk about Rory and Reed? Do you pick? Uh, I think we have to talk about John Rahm. I think that we, we'd, we'd be doing the golf world disservice if we started talking, if we started a show ever talking about Patrick Reed. I'd be disappointed in ourselves. I think it has to be, has to be John Rahm. It has to be. Well, it was an impressive performance. Over the weekend, he wins at a golf tournament where he said it was just a putting contest, and he's basically picked up on a hot mic, bitching and moaning about the tournament. And then he goes out and putts brilliantly, goes super low, and just ekes out a victory over uh, over Davis Thompson. I think you have like some stats to go through to just illuminate just how good John Rahm is. Is he back to number one in the world yet? <laughs> I don't think so. I really don't. I don't think he is. I, and I saw some, <laughs> the official world golf rankings is bad. And I think you I got to be taking some heat at this point because as of January 22nd, John Rahm is third in the world. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely crazy. I don't know how, how that's possible. And I think, I think what happened is, the, when when Live Golf came begging for World of Golf rankings, everyone got on everyone got in the corner of World of Golf rankings, and it was like, well, we, we we support this system. And now I'm like taking a step back, and I'm looking at it from a third person perspective, and I'm like, what the hell is heck is happening? I don't get it. Yeah, it's a tension that the official World Golf ranking system probably wishes they didn't have because now we actually look at this and we realize, wait a minute, this guy's been winning. Didn't he? He just he won the Spanish Open too, right? That was like t three months ago. He has been winning at an at an insane clip. Yeah, 
and it's a little tricky because because the the fields have not been like premium premium tour event fields or like the elevated event fields but you you cannot tell me that John Rahm just looking at the eye test is not the best golfer in the world right now and maybe maybe we like it it needs to be able to fluctuate that much because it is like it, it, in this in this case it is so obvious that he is not the third best the third best player in the world at this moment so obvious well <laughs> he just won two yeah. times in a row and yeah. like and like yeah. four out of yes six. And, yes and no i mean i don't know yes i don't know that it's so obvious that he's the best or whatever but he when you were winning like this the world golf ranking needs to adjust like rory's not playing you don't say yeah the best ability is availability and, if and Rory, he's if Rory's still not number playing, one so it just it's not the it's not like rom's way better than rory now it's just like well if rory's not playing and rom's winning so when that happens you need to adjust your rankings stop it's they move at like a glacial pace or they're just handing out points completely disproportionate to the actual individual accomplishments of these players because you're right there's no way to say you can there would be a way to argue that rob's not the best but there's no way to argue he's not the most deserving i think there's a difference Patrick between... reed is still trending on twitter by the way yeah well, i imagine he will be firm <laughs> i mean he's such a loser uh it will either i think there is a difference if this makes any sense there's a difference between the the best player and the player playing the best well, the player playing the best should be never won in the official world golf ranking. Exactly. That's the, what the that's where I feel like they're they still shouldn't be get. This isn't the BCS. They don't get to vote on who's the best based on how they feel. It's a point system. Like, give me a break. I don't know. I don't get it. It's crazy. But anyway, are you going to before I get I'm such a cynic. Somehow we're into some really negative territory. You're going to illumine. You're going to illuminate for us just how good John Rahm is. Right. Uh, I have I tried I have to some, set you up. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, you kind of just you kind of just forced my hand right into it. I thought we were gonna, I thought we were gonna talk, talk. I had some things to say that I didn't think that John Rahm played all that well on Sunday. He didn't. I don't think we can. I don't think we can let. Uh, no offense to, to David Thompson, but I'm not sure we can let him stick around for as long as we did. Okay, Davis. Davis, exactly. That's because I was actually <laughs> I was doing I was some research. Right I was doing some research, and I was thinking about. Um, Who's the other Thompson? Is it David? The older guy. Michael. Michael. That's maybe that's where I was having a little uh Norlander moment. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not have any more of those. <laughs> I'm worried that the next one of those is gonna end in a seizure. That's possible. I'm a long ways away from you, dude. I can call nine one one for you, but I'm not gonna get the right dispatch. <laughs> Luckily we have Rufus in the office. I think Rufus is Rufus would know what to do. He'll just give you CPR. Yeah. Uh, so some instances of, I mean, just how, how rare it is, first of all, that somebody wins three times in a row or two consecutive starts, how difficult it is to win two consecutive starts, as Rom just accomplished in the last eight seasons. It's happened 16 times. Nobody did in 2011 or 2020. And then going from, going from that second win to the third win is uh, – Nearly impossible. It's only a ten point five percent chance of happening. Thirty eight opportunities with only four guys winning the uh, the fourth event. Tiger, on the other hand, did it. Had twenty four opportunities to win for a third consecutive time, and he did it fourteen times. 
for a almost 60% uh, chance of getting that third win. So he definitely has the, he has the, the ability to join a very, very select few group of golfers. It is pretty impressive how well. Well, he's hit the right place. Yes. And this, he needs the farmers to go to three in a row, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. So, so, and he almost, what's the, what was the last start before? What was the start previous to the uh, century? Uh, and remember, he won. That was like a total backdoor. That was the opposite of what he did this Sunday. He charged at Century, and Morikawa fumbled it. So the Hero World Here, Challenge. He just kind of was... backdoored it. And I credit to Davis Thompson. The one thing I, I'll tell you this: I learned about Davis Thompson. He's much longer off the tee than I realized. Yeah, he's got he's got a nice little gamer face. I think uh, he has got some pop in his bat, dude. And he just I mean, he's super young too. I think he's only on the tour. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he it's two PGA tour start. Has he not won three in a three in a row already though? It's just not on the same tour. Has he played since the tour championship? Overseas. He played he played in the Hero World Challenge and he finished T eighth. That's the one that Victor oh. Victor Hovland won. I forgot about the hero. In Albany. He won the DP World Tour Championship in the middle of November. He finished fourth at the CJ Cup in end of October. He won the Spanish Open. There we go. And he finished he's second at the... Win fourth, win eighth, win, win. Yes. Definitely, I mean, in my eyes, I, I'm not a computer. Number three, number three in the world. I'm not a computer. <laughs> With that guy. in your pet since, yeah. that's since October. And you haven't moved an inch. I mean, he has every right to be really pissed off. Good on him for for bringing it up. Yeah, because so, it's not right. So Peter Peter mentioned it uh, that he does he does need this week, and this is in California. This these are pretty ins- impressive stats he has in the state of California. John Rahm since 2017 is 246 strokes under par in California. <laughs> no player within 50 strokes of him. Patrick Cantlay is second at 189 under par, 57 shots back. So since 2017. What does this mean for the U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club? It uh, means John Rahm's going to win. Uh, his wins, he has four wins since 2017. That ranks him first. Scoring average of 68.74. That's also first. Strokes gained total plus 2.11 strokes per round. That's first. Strokes gained T to green one point plus 1.71. That is also first. Bogies are worse per round, 1.97. That's also first. Score to par, minus 246, which we just said is uh, is also first. Uh, I mean, he is... And now here we go to San Diego, California, where he engaged, got engaged to his now wife, <clears throat> won the U.S. Open, and has won the Farmers. Yeah. I mean, it's so overall, and and they did they did a comparison of just Ron, John Rahm and other everywhere else, but California with California, he nearly gains a half a stroke more per round than anyone on the field than anywhere else when he's in California. It is, uh, and I mean that's always been, like I mentioned uh, when we were talking about Player of the Year, what, his weakness I've always thought was around the greens. He ranked 139th in scrambling, 180th in sand saves, 143rd in strokes gained around the green. Again, it's early, but 
he's also he's now top 15 in all of those categories this year yeah he's he is really a complete player we will get a little bit different test this week uh, in terms of what we've seen like i was this is a polar opposite of the american express in the sense that <clears throat> tory's long and um the rough can be penal and you have to the approaches into the greens are, are much longer yes so uh it it'll It'll be interesting to see who pops this week and if it's a, a much different. But it, it sh- we shouldn't expect anything different for John Robb, obviously, because I haven't, winner I haven't... here in 2017, second in 2020, and won the U.S. Open here in uh, 2021. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, it's weird because we we do have um, there are so many guys that can win every other week, but then we have these little stretches here where guys just get so hot. Like I'm, I'm thinking about Brandon Todd was a while ago now. And in weaker fields, but like Sky Scheffler went on this that run, and now we have John Rahm doing it. Even, even when it does feel like there's so much parity in golf, there are still these these opportunities where these guys just go unconscious for for weeks on end. I think we have to make it hard to say. Are you in a one and done league? No. Nope. So, like, I'm if you're done. in a one and done league, you're you're you have to, and you don't play Rahm. It's hard not to play him. Now you want to save him for a major because you feel like I want to use the best player in the world when there's the biggest purse. But the odds of him winning this week, despite coming off consecutive victories in his last two starts, are probably greater than his chances to win, say, the U.S. Open at L.A., even though it's in in California. Of course, it's nothing like Tory. Um, or like the desert golf we just played at the Amex, but like you know what I mean. So like, and it's a weak field. It's a really hard decision. It's an interesting sort of quandary. I'm fascinated to see how many people in my league play John Rahm. They just burn him because they're like he's scorching hot going to his favorite place and his favorite golf course. I'm just gonna go ahead and play him and hope he makes it three in a row. It sounds crazy because, as you pointed out, the percentage, the likelihood of winning three starts in a row is so small. Yet, you look at this event and you think, okay, well, tell me who in the field has a better chance or who you really are going to. Are you going to go start Jason Day in one and done? Are you going to burn Tony Finau? It's a hard, it's a hard choice this week. And I, I, if you can't tell, I have it open right now. I got an hour and fifty five minutes to lock, baby, and I'm trying to figure out who to play. I um, I think we've talked about it. I think there are a lot of guys that that would mail it in on going for the third win and and be more than happy having just after winning two, two weeks in a row or two starts in a row rather. But I. I don't see John Rahm being one of those guys. I mean, I feel like John Rahm is just, he 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 knows how good he's player right now, and he's just going to keep winning. Yeah, he's like the Russell Westbrook. He only knows one speed. Yeah. Russell Westbrook with the Thunder, not with the Lakers. <laughs> well, he still, he still only knows one speed. It's just different speed now. <laughs> um, all right. Can we, uh, any other, any other uh, superlatives for, for John Rahm, or does that complete the list? Has he already won player of the year? Um, 
If he wins this week, will he have won? That's a more serious question. If he wins Farmers, will he have won? The thing is, the answer is no, because there's so much season left, and recency bias is definitely a factor. At the end of the year, we yeah. managed to rationalize minimizing the early season events, but he's going to be hard to pass. I, so I, Hunter's prediction is going to prove prophetic in almost overnight if he wins again this week. And if he wins again this week and I don't have him in one and done, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be heartbroken. Yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, you just said it. I don't know how you can possibly look at the board and say that there's somebody else is going to win. That's not John. That, that doesn't have the name of John Rom. Even though golf just doesn't work that way. Typically not. But I would have it said that. I would have said straight that Straight up does week. not work that way. Yeah, well. This is not Tiger Woods. No, it's not. No, it's not. But I mean, he is playing. He's playing some very inspired golf. Well, right I'll now. tell you this. He's four and a half to one. So I I have made bets that are not on John Rahm. But we each of the last two weeks, we both looked at each other and said, do we just bet John Rahm at six and a half and that's your card? And we both, uh, you know, made arguments for that. Now, I didn't do that. That's a lot less fun. I mean, the, what's really fun about betting is winning. But when you win, it's six and a half to one. And I got like that's you can't really bet very much else if you want. You know, like you say, you set a target of you want to win a hundred dollars on an outright. Yeah. There goes all your bankroll for the week. So it's not as much fun. I'll tell you, what, Rom is spoiling a lot of it. You know, golf betters fun right now by it because he's not six and a half to one and four and a half to ones are never common wagers popular wagers um but it's certainly a deserved four and a half to one all right so if you haven't seen the video reed definitely did not throw a t at rory but this whole episode is still absolutely hilarious uh reed went over to Greet Rory in Dubai on the range. Rory just cold shouldered him. He was like bent over doing something with tying his shoe, or I don't know, he's teeing up a ball, or I don't know what he's doing. Reed walks over and then he sort of tosses something that he pulled out of his pocket in Rory's direction, which is I can't tell what it is. If it is a T or something else, he certainly didn't throw it at him, but it's also just a funny, petty storyline in the world of golf right now that is you know this live versus pga thing pga tour thing is i don't know if it's reaching ahead or what but it's not going away and so rory was asked about it and said well yeah if he you get subpoenaed on christmas eve when you're at home with your family somebody shows up on your doorstep to subpoena you you probably you know forego the right to be to have that casual friendly greeting on the driving range at the golf tournament and i'm totally on uh, no surprise to anybody i'm totally on rory's side again here i think reed is living in a in something of an alternate reality in a world of his own making with a lot of help from justine it's obviously a guy with a complicated past not sure he's the most logical thinker out there um but very amusing to say the least in his defense he definitely never threw anything at rory and whatever reaction he has is certainly very minimal in nature, but it's still funny that 
I mean, how many, he's the most litigious person I have ever heard of in my life. How many active lawsuits? He is suing everyone he can think of. He's probably going to sue us at some point. That's how desperate he is. Yeah, I'd be careful. I'm not, I'm keeping my mouth. I'm keeping my mouth clean. I'm not going to say anything because he's going to come after us. He's going to run us into the ground. All right. Well, while we're on this subject, can you take us through? We'll get to the LPGA and some of this other stuff, but take us through the live schedule because that's the live news. And you said it's the tour to Trump. Um, but just give us the give us the sites and the dates, if you will, just so people people and, can get there to get that know when to f- figure out how to access the CW on their uh, television sets. Yep. So for the next three years, you're going to know, uh, it looks like the next three years around the CW, which is crazy. Uh, the first round of live golf tournaments on the CW app on Friday. And then the final two days on of the competition on the CW network on the television. So this is starting, uh, we got about a month until, until we get going, uh, February 24th and through the 26th at, uh, El Camino golf club in, uh, played Del Carmen, Mexico. March 17th to the 19th, the Gallery Golf Club in Tucson, Arizona. March 31st to the April 2nd, Orange, Orange County National in Orlando. April 21st to the 23rd, the Grange Golf Club in Adeline, uh, Adelaide, uh, Australia. April 28th to the 30th at uh, Sentosa Golf Club in Singapore. May 12th through the 14th at Cedar Ridge Country Club in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. May 26th to the 28th at, uh, this is when we get on a little Trump run, uh, Trump National Washington, D.C. in Virginia, June 30th through July 2nd, uh, Real Club uh, Valderamo uh, in Spain. The Centurion Club is back on the schedule, July 7th through the 9th in London. The Old White Course in uh, West Virginia, August 4th through the 6th. Trump National Bedminster in New Jersey, August 11th through the 13th. In Peter's Neck of the Woods, September 22nd through the the 24th uh, at Rich Harvest Farms in Sugar Grove, Illinois. October 20th through the 22nd at Trump National Doral in Miami. And then the 3rd through the 5th of November, they are heading to Royal Greens and Country Club in Saudi Arabia. So that, folks, is your schedule. For what do you make of it all, Hunter? What do you say? What do you think? I don't know. I Rich Harvest is among the most polarizing golf courses. I know we've talked about that before, but there are some people out there who truly think that is a complete dump. Why? Just like the lay, just the layout of it. Yeah, it's just goofy. People think it's goofy. Um, it's a beautiful property. It's all, almost like mesmerizing how nice it is for being in Illinois. So I, I didn't have the same reaction that other people have. I like it. I wanted to like it, though. I, I, I go into every golf course wanting to like it. People are like, oh, Northern Illinois practices there. They have a sweet practice facility, like indoor practice facility. And then the guy who owns it has like dozens of classic cars parked in this giant garage thing it's a sweet place 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really recognize. I recognize a few of these golf courses just from like the old white course. Where, where is that in West Virginia? I'm drawing a complete blank. Is like, that's at Greenbrier? Greenbrier, yes. So I've I've always wanted to go there. there. I would love to go to the Greenbrier. What? Remember those television commercials with Phil Mickelson where his eyes were just like so bloodshot red and he was endorsing the Greenbrier during that week and it was like I don't even know if he played. I think Bubba used to win there a lot, maybe. But like it's cool. It's mountains and they'd be like, Yeah, you can go. What's it called when you yeah, you can go bird hunting there, you can do you can rapids. It's sweet. But what's that called when you like hold a hawk and they like fly around and come back to you? No, bird No idea. I know what you're saying, <laughs> but I have no idea. I think I that was, was it was like before. a bleary eyed Phil Mickelson and like hawk catch and release. Yeah. Um the schedule doesn't I wouldn't say that the I wouldn't say that I'm my needle has been has been moved very dramatically based off of the schedule. I am still excited to see. I just want to see the format. I'm excited to see the format. I think I think I'm going to head out to uh, Rich Harvest there and see if I can get an autograph from Patrick Reed. Yeah, you have to pay for that. Those lawyers cost money. <laughs> once he gets, I'm going to get an autograph T and I'm going to throw it at him. Once he gets his half a billion from CNN. Then he's gonna be set. <laughs> oh, I thought he was gonna get that from Brandel. Oh, he, well, if he, he adds it up, he's gonna have a billion. Because I think it's four hundred fifty million is what he's suing CNN for. For all right, Brooke Henderson won on the LPGA in Florida. Yes. Um, and you watched some of that. I did. Just because was that on network TV? You know, I'm, I was bummed about the Amex not being on network TV. I know I get it. I you know just go over to Golf Channel, but like, come on. Yeah, yeah it was exciting. I watched. Um, I don't remember if it was on network television. For some reason, I, for some reason, I think it was, but I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But yes, Brooke Henderson did win uh, at Lake Nona, uh, in Orlando, Florida. That is her thirteenth, thirteenth overall LPJ victory, and her third now in the past seven months. Uh, so this is she. She had her little struggle a few years ago now, and it's nice to see her uh, back in the winner's circle. She won by four over um, Charlie Hall and uh, Maja Stark. Um, I always think it's really impressive when these when these LPGA players, and it just happened with the PGA players, um, when they're playing in these proams. I can't. I, I saw. I was looking at these some of these scorecards from these AMs that were playing in this. It was the uh, HDV or Hilton, the Hilton Tournament Champions. Some of these scorecards I saw, Peter, were so atrocious. There was a double, there was double bogey maximum, and I saw someone. I can't think of. It was some country singer. Eighteen doubles. Uh, no. Uh, I'm talking like uh seventy doubles, of of the seventy two holes that he played. Picked up. I think he. He picked up in every hole but two, I believe. Okay, that that's so, we gotta have a maximum handicap. <laughs> I know, don't we? I don't know. So I don't know how like these 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 girls are like superheroes for being able and the guys. Too, oh being, my word! For being able that's, to play with these with these ams that just go around. Out there, like topping it and stuff. Oh yeah, duffing it. Oh yeah, yes. 
So maximum 20 handicap, maybe 25. I think you got a 25 or maybe like scale it by age or something. Yeah. So I, I was nothing I'm always, over 30 I'm very out of the question when I when I see these players playing with these AMs that are just so bad. It's like, I don't know how you managed to. How bad are the AMs of the, were the AMs of the Amex? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if you're, if you're playing in. And knowing, knowing the tour, they probably have higher standards at the PGA than the LPGA. Cause that's just something they would do. And I think they would also, I think, I imagine the American Express cost, cost you an arm and a leg to play in that. Well, I should ask. A buddy of mine who did play in it. Yes, you should. I'm, I just, I'm curious because I mean, it has to be so substantially more than Orlando, Florida. Look, La Quinta, California compared to Orlando, Florida. It is a nice resort. I've been there. It's a cool place. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm thinking like six figures to play in that. What? Come on. Four days? Come three days? Three days? No, <laughs> that's terrible. You, you're that still be? you're still living in the 1975s. You think I was everything? not alive in 1975. Milk is still a dime, old. and you you can get a bushel of eggs for for a dollar in your world. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did get some funny screenshots of my on my phone of people I know on TV in the event. Uh, that is funny. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so. I, so well, people that you know too. Yeah, you probably got those same screenshots. No, actually, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get any of those, so I don't. Uh, oh, oh. Well, you could probably get some of those from Tad. Yes, I probably could. He'll show you a whole collage. Uh, so just just a a moving forward for the LPGA, they are now um off for the next month, uh, and then they kind of get their season started here at the end of February when they play over in Thailand at the Honda LPGA, February 23rd through the 26th. So that is my LPGA, LPGA news. Do you want to hop over quickly? Well, I was just going to say, if we're speaking of tournaments coming up, we might as well mention the fact that we've got the Michigan State and Michigan boys and girls are going to be in action Uh Oh, uh, late next week and into next weekend, sort of beginning the spring portion of their schedules. Yes, correct. So starting uh, February 3rd and the 4th for the boys, they're playing at uh, Hammock Beach Resort in Palm Coast, Florida. That's the Big Ten Match Play Championship. Uh, both boys, Michigan State boys and Michigan boys are playing in that. Uh, I told Peter what the rankings were, but can you remind me, fifth. Going into the season, uh, Michigan State is ranked fifty uh, fifth in the in the country, and Michigan boys are ranked one hundred ninth. Girls, and Michigan State, I feel like can move up. Yeah, yeah. They were they played well. They kind of were reaching their starting to play better at the end of the fall portion. And then the girls, uh, Michigan State's currently ranked 43rd, and the Michigan girls ranked 29th, and they're very good. Yes. So, so hopefully we see some deep runs into the regional and and uh, A finals from one of those one or maybe even two of those four squads. I mean, I it's it. tough playing against those teams from the south. It's just hard. But yeah. oh yeah, maybe win a big t- may win the Big Ten. Be sweet to see Michigan State win the Big Ten 
match play championship. I think that's completely within reason to think they could do that. No? No, no, I know. I to- totally think so. Yeah. They have the potential. Okay, shall we talk about the Farmers Insurance Open? Yeah, let's do it. Beautiful Tory Pines. Hunter, have you been to Tory Pines? Nope, never been to California. Never been west of Breckenridge, I believe. Okay, well, that's pretty far west. You know, I never I never think about it like that, but it is pretty far west. Some people haven't been west of Mississippi. Well, that's crazy. Get out a little. Get Some out. people haven't been on an airplane, Hunter. I, I'd be okay being one those of those people. Those people are lucky. I'd be, I'd be okay being one of those people. <laughs> Airplanes are Yeah, suckers. I always forget that you're... It's no wonder you've never been to California. It's a long way to drive. Oh, I would, though. Hunter's terrified of flying, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Terrified. No, I wouldn't say... T- I'm, I'm terrified of the process. I'm fine being on the plane, but like... No, he, he just can't do it. But he just cannot. The, the whole thing is completely overwhelms him. What, Have you ever seen the movie that. Finding Forrester? <laughs> A story for a different day is I've just I had one bad incident flying back from college during Christmas, and I've been scarred ever since. And was it? Did you get stranded? Yeah. Oh yeah. Overnight. Oh yeah. 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 It was bad. That sucks. It was terrible. Sorry. Condolences. Yeah. It was like it was like. <laughs> I think you can recover now. That was like <laughs> over you? a decade yeah, ago. <laughs> it was. It was. Super, we're probably just past the ten year anniversary of it, actually. <laughs> Did you did you light a candle for that? You had a vigil. I should have. Yeah, I mean, I think I've you been, burned I think up I've been some on, burned up some old photos or something, some memories. Um, one plane since, and that was with a, a two. One plane the past ten years. I think we, I took Mac to Florida. Dude, uh, I might make you. Was... I might make you. I might make you come to Ames with me or something. In February, oh, don't worry. Just... I have a plane ticket booked for April. And we're going to Scottsdale for a bachelor party to play some. Oh, we're playing. Uh, I can't really make you go to Scottsdale. Week, That's playing, where I'm going. Uh, we go pa. March sixth or fifth, maybe. Is that where the Something Ames like is? That. Yeah. That's not a bad spot for it. I need somebody to go with me. I had to go by myself. Yeah, I've heard that those Ames meetings aren't all they're cracked up to be. So I'm not sure if I'm gonna commit to going on. What? Who told you that? <laughs> I, I just don't. That's yeah, that is so. You just made that up. <laughs> I don't want to get on a plane. Is there, is there a Zoom feature? <laughs> no, you can't Zoom. You have to go. Hmm. Not not putting trade secrets up, you know, at risk. Zoom. Yes. All right, the farmers insurance. I mentioned Tory Pines. They play two courses, south and north, first two rounds. Um. The South is much tougher. North, you can really score, but they have made the North. They've built the North up and made it tougher. Hunter, if you ever get to California, you've got to go to this place. It's sweet. As you all probably know, it's a public golf course. Anybody can go play. It's like, a lot it's of money. Like very affor- I thought it was actually like very affordable. Comparatively, like if you want to go to California, you're thinking about making a California golf trip, I w- and you need to find a value. This is much more of a value than like Pebble Beach. The Monterey Peninsula, you know, just get ready to. You need to need to cash out your four hundred one k to go play golf there. So, yeah, it's only one hundred and fifty bucks. No. Okay, sorry. Um, this is non-resident. Oh, so they hit you. 
Oh, that's what they do. Cheaper for state residents. Yes. Probably, it could be even as cheap as 150 I remember paying in the more like the 275 range. That was several years ago. So I would guess it's probably 325 350 right now. Uh, two two seventy eight on the Friday Friday through Sunday and the holidays. Plus you gotta you get hit with a forty five dollar cart fee, but two twenty three Monday through Thursday. Well, it's walkable. Yeah, definitely. It's walkable too, and it's next to like a park, and it's up on these cliffs. So there's hang gliding. You'll see the hang gliders on TV right on the ocean. Really, a sweet place. Then you go up and you stay. In Del Mar, Hunter. Beautiful at this place called La Berge. Yeah. I'll hook you up. If you're a resident of San Diego, it's only 67 bucks. Unbelievable. We should all move there. I mean, crazy. Crazy. So, much longer. The courses we've been playing have been short. Sony. I guess Century's kind of long, but we're going to have a lot longer approaches and there's some absolute bears out there 11 is a very long par 3 12 is a very long par 4 13 you turn around come back away from the water do kind of a difficult like no layup par 5 then you play a tight dog leg right near the cliffs or if you hit it over the green you're going in the you're in trouble so there's still some par 5s to score on out there but you remember like when the you I don't remember what 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 was the final score of the U.S. twenty twenty one U.S. Open here? Do you remember what Rom shot to win? Was it about probably about ten under? Uh that sounds right. Let me I can pull it up real quick. And uh, I'll tell you last year when List beat Zalatoris John, in the playoff, and I, Rom only got to six under. Six under par. So and when List beat Zalatoris last year, I want to say it was maybe a dozen under. Zalatoris should have won that. But there you see right away talking about Zalatoris losing to Luke List. It's This is a ball strikers golf course. Like, how good are you with your driver? It's very long. And then can you play good approaches with a nice, with a ball that can land softly from 175, 185, 195, over 200 yards? So it tests a different skill set than American Express or Sony. The first real sort of big boy uh, event here, if you will, of the of the season. So, yeah, specifically tougher off the tee and longer approaches. Those are two kind of skill sets that I'm looking at this week. Um, past champs, I mentioned Louis List beat Zalatoris last year in 2021. Our guy, Patrick Reed, um, won by five. Over Finau, Hovland, Norlander, Ryan Palmer, who has a great history here, and Xander Shoffley, who's apparently not hurt after playing very well on Sunday at the American Express. I wonder how much ownership he's going to garner in daily fantasy because he could be a play there. I did not bet him. Uh, Leishman won in 2020. Rom was second that year. Rose plays great here. He won in 2019 over Adam Scott. Jason Day. I think is kind of an interesting maybe one and done play this this week one in 2018 over Noren and again Ryan Palmer uh Rom won back in 17 over Charles Howell and CT Pan Brant Snedeker won in 2016 over KJ Choi and Jason Day also won in 2015 interestingly Stallings won in 2014 
and then when you go farther back, you get into like all the tiger. It's just for just for fun. Let's do this. Tiger won this event in ninety nine, oh three, oh five, oh six, oh seven, oh eight, and twenty thirteen. It's not bad. Still completely unparalleled. Um, but don't be surprised if Rom, like I said, don't be surprised if Rom wins again. He's seen it before. Guys that love it here play really well here. There's some tricks to Tori. Um, so speaking of which, I do think this is one of the courses and numbers bear this out that you can lean into the course history a little bit. So on that note, in addition to past champs, I will tell you that overall leaders past five events together, overall leaders and strokes gained total. First of all, Ram has gained 48 strokes on the field over the last five events here. He's $1,100 more expensive in DraftKings this week than anybody else in Daily Fantasy, which is unheard of. But these are his results. T29, T5, 2nd, tie 7th, tie 3rd, and he won the year before that. So if he stretches out one more year, he'd go up even further. Tony Finau is 2nd, despite being cut here last year. So I think he's probably, you know, your 2nd safest option. Um, then. Palmer, Rose, Day, List, not just the win uh, uh, last year, but some other good results. Hideki plays well here. Xander, Zalatoris in two two tries here is a seventh and a second. Um, Woodland plays pretty well here. Sungjae plays well. He was sixth here last year, a couple finishes in the 30s. Uh, apart from that, and then some guys who have played well in limited starts. Austin Smotherman, not playing great right now, but he was 11th here last year in his first go at it. Penderth was 16th. Is a great should be a great course for Taylor Penderth. Not in great form, but maybe an interesting daily fantasy play. Taylor Montgomery, who I've seen on a lot of betting boards again this week, tied for 11th here last year in his only previous start. Um, Justin Thomas is in the field this week. Doesn't normally play here, but he, he did play here last year as well and tied for 20th. So, so those are some of the other sort of interesting ones to mention in terms of the, the tournament history. And then I'll take you over to the odds board where I told you John Rahm is a stunning four and a half to one favorite. Of course, a deserving favorite coming off consecutive victories. Uh, behind him is Tony Finau, 11 to one, and Xander Shoffley at the same number. Salatoris looks like he's getting some money's bet down to 16. JT is 18. Colin is 20. Sungjae and Homa, 22. Day, Jason Day, 25 to 1. That tells you all you need to know about this field. There's a really big fall off there between Sungjae and Homa. And then the next guys here Montgomery's 28. McNeely, 35. Siwoo, Matsuyama, 40. JJ Spawn, 50, Taylor Pendrith, Sahith Thigala, Justin Rose, Cam Davis, all 55, Keegan Bradley, 60, Wyndham Clark, Kirk Kitayama, Gary Woodland, 70 to 1, Hadwin, 75, Will Gordon, missed the cut last week, but have been playing great before that, 80, along with Ricky Fowler, Harris English, Dean Burmeister, Alex Smalley, Scott Stallings, as we mentioned, former winner here, is 90 to 1. And then closing out the 101 and unders, 
Last week's runner-up, Davis Thompson, Emiliano Grillo, Hayden Buckley, Luke List, Patrick Rogers, California guy, Sebastian Munoz, and Thomas Detry. Um, so again, a top-heavy field. This is one of those fields we t- we didn't talk about this, Hunter, but this feels like one of the fields that's suffering from not being an elevated event this year. Um, oh, yeah. It feels like a weaker, weaker than normal field, and, and maybe that's just the fact that some of these guys are out in Dubai, but sure wish Rory would play here. He must not love this golf course, but anyway, anybody stand out there for you as uh, oh, Tony Fino in front of my very eyes now, 10 to 1 from 11 to 1, that you think is a, a good play. Yeah. So I think we got to, th- I think we got to think about the, <clears throat> the splits a little bit as far as uh, there's, there is some weather in San Diego today. Uh, it looks like 20 mile an hour winds today back to much more moderate tomorrow. So I really like somebody that starts in the North course today. So they're not going to, they're not going to get their teeth kicked in. Well, I guess let me ask you that. Do you think that it's, it would be better to, to play the North course where you can still score when it's 20 mile an hour winds and then go play the South when it's easier tomorrow or vice versa? I don't know. That's a fascinating question. I don't, I, I don't know. That's a hard question to answer. I mean, let's just ask if it was you personally, which do you think you'd prefer? Uh, I think you can play your way out of it with 20 mile an hour winds in the South course a lot quicker than you can 20 mile an hour on the north course with yeah i would rather i'd rather play the easier course in the wind so if it was just if you were asking me but i stink and these guys are very very good but i i I, if you're iffy on somebody and they're starting on the south today that way you may be going in another direction because you're right there the possibility for an ejection is there and it's it's interestingly DraftKings actually separated first round leaders Oh, really? This week, so they've got one group for the north and another for the south. So here's, I'll tell you, some of the guys who are on the south today, Rom, Finau, Montgomery, Sungjae, JT, Siwoo, uh, Rose, Hadwin, Smalley, Shelton, Stallings. We talked about Kitayama, a guy who I bet at 75 to 1. So yeah, and then on the north, like if you like any of these guys, maybe you like them a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. Sander, Homa, Morikawa, Zalatoris, uh, Jason Day, McNeely, Pendrith. We talked about some of the guys who are starting on the North Course in the heavy winds today. Yeah, it's just it's tough to it's tough to for me to click on fourteen and fifteen to one respectively for Will Zalatoris and Kyle Morikawa, but. That's kind of where that's where my head instantly went, if I was going to, because I do think that the wind is going to play a factor today, and I could see these North guys creating a little bit of separation, and then obviously tomorrow we're back to looks like. Hopefully, I wonder will they set the court? Will they set that does happen? Do they set the South up much tougher tomorrow than it was today, or today do they set it up kind of easy because they know eh, these winds are going to be out of control? We better try to keep these two courses as close as we can. That's an interesting question that you know would be something you'd have to ask the superintendents, but and the tour, but that would be something that I would try. I think I would try to do for the sake of fairness. The South can be so hard if it's all the way back and they've lengthened the golf course and it's blowing twenty. Yeah, 
There's going to be some struggle. Some of these guys have no chance. No. Not even close. Particularly I mean, the shorter hitters. Some of the rough I saw was... was are already so hard if you're short. Pretty ridiculous. The rough? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was long. But again, that's going to favor Bolster. Again, it's going to fit... Like, Zalatoris starting on the north. I bet Sungjae. And I know Zalatoris is down to the shorter number, but I like Zalatoris. He's probably the guy I'm going to play in one and done if I don't play it, uh, Rom or try to get sneaky with Jason Day. I don't love the prospect of Jason Day's seeing how Jason Day's golf swing holds up in high winds. Yeah, people That's love people really... love Jason Day this week. I'm not quite sure why. Well, he's he's been on a bit of a heater quietly, and this is one of his best courses on tour. Awfully, Maybe his best. Awfully quiet. <laughs> um. All right. Any any bombs? Any bombs from you this week? Mm. It's more possible this week than most weeks at the Farmers. I mean, you heard that list of past champs that I gave you. All right, enjoy There's the Century Tournament of Champions. Hunter. Anything else for this week? Players. Nope. Last uh, year was a surprise Luke list. That was probably a triple digit. But then Reed, Leishman, Rose, Day, Rom, Snedeker, Day. Stallings is a bit of a surprise. Tiger, Snedeker, Bubba. I mean, most of these guys... You know, play on Ryder Cups and top ten in the world at some point in their careers. I think Aaron Rye is going to play well. He played well here the last either last year or two years ago. He's one fifty to one on FanDuel. Um, I'm trying. I'm pretty sure it was twenty twenty one. He finished like fourth place here. He was sixth, I oh. think, last year in his only try. He's not in good form, but I don't hate. I don't hate it. It's a bomb for. There's a reason he's one fifty to one. Yes. Um. I went to the ultimate bomb of bombs and Garrett Kehoe, two hundred fifty to one, mm-hmm. just for the length. If he can keep it in play, um, played really well last week at the American Express on a golf course. I would not expect him to play well on. This is a little bit more like a course where I could see him playing well. It's just a guy with winning upside. One on the PGA Tour, two hundred fifty one is a two hundred fifty to one is a very very long number. But there's just not a lot of long hitters down here which is really one of the biggest things i'm looking for uh this week i'll give you another name i don't know what he is to top 10 or, or to top 40 rather but i played richie uh Rensky in daily fantasy last week in a lineup and he actually played some decent golf you were the luckiest person of all time then well what do you mean? I'd if Richie Wierenski plays well here, if he makes the cut here, I'll just I'll just give you ten, I'll just give you ten dollars. Maybe he didn't make the cut. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> what what did he do? He didn't make the cut because I'm looking at it right now. But he like got me a lot of points. So maybe, You're hilarious, maybe, maybe he played. You're well. the best. <laughs> You're playing daily fantasy now. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I so it. who are you playing this week? Um, I am playing. See, we couldn't do the episode, so this is this was a uh, this was all with my own brain, which was which is always going to be tough. Um, I are you doing like a one single bullet one lineup, like a DraftKings daily fantasy with this golf group I'm in? Oh, you're competing against each other. Yes. Ah. Um. 
So it's like instead of being in a one and done league, you're in a daily fantasy league. Yes. You yeah. draft six new players every week. Correct. Fascinating. Uh, so I have never heard of such a thing. Siwoo Kim, Luke List, John Rahm, Aaron Rye, Doc Redman, Davis Riley. Wow. Okay. It's a bit non-traditional. You're yeah. not really going with the course history angle, except nope. for Luke List. Nope, not at all. And John Rom. Yeah, but I mean, you're playing. You're not playing him because of the history. You're playing him because he's on fire. Yeah, I felt. I felt very obligated to play him. Yeah, he's actually. If you okay, here's. If you can believe this, I, I pulled up the ownership projections for daily fantasy uh, DraftKings specifically for this week, and. John Rahm, amazingly, is not a... Now, I know they priced him $1,100 more expensive than the second most expensive player, Tony Finau. He is not going to be the most owned player, according, according to projections. These are never spot on, but um, they're pretty close. He's not going to be the most owned player. In fact, he barely cracks the top five. He's number four in projected ownership. Can you guess who is above him? I think you can. It's... In Daily Fantasy? Yeah, one guy we haven't talked about a lot this week, but who you are made a huge fan of. He's probably your favorite player on tour. Max Homa. Exactly right. People play him every week. Yeah, that makes sense. He like, they it love seems him. like he's in a very good spot. To... And they like him. They just play him because they like him. Yeah. There's what, he is this projected to be the second most owned player this week. And then there's one player above him. Can you guess who that is? It's not John Rom. No, John Rom's Tony fourth. Fino. No, Tony Finau's third. That's a good guess. Will Zalatoris is projected to be the most owned player this week. See, I'm I'm not on the Will I'm not on the Will Zalatoris hype train. If you haven't noticed, I don't really. I'm not. Yeah. Is it a hype train? I mean, it definitely. I mean, what definitely, would you say? What What do you What do you Where do you project he finishes this week? Uh, in the top forty. Wow. Okay. Not in the top 20. Yeah, maybe. If he's in the top 40, he's in the top 20. Isn't he? What? No, dude. <laughs> yes, he is. What do you you have such a hard time with math. <laughs> well, if he if he finishes in the top 40, then he... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, he could be anywhere from 21st to 39th. 39th, yes, he could be. I uh, had that a little backwards. Speaking of top 20s, He's minus 120 this week. Sung Jay is even money. Your buddy Homa is even money. Jason Day, if you're on that hype train, is plus 115. Taylor Montgomery, very popular, continues to put the ever-loving lights out of it. I don't know how many strokes you can gain at Torrey with your putter. I think this might be the first week where Montgomery really needs to show it more with an, with his longer irons. I I think if you were going to jump off Montgomery, now might be the time. Watch, he'll probably win now. Hideki Matsuyama, plus 160 to top 20. There's obviously not a lot of faith there. And then there's some interesting ones of the guys that I uh, like that I that we've talked about a little bit who are at really soft top 20 numbers. Kitayama, 250. Pendrith, 210. Um, hang on a second. I got more. Stallings plus 300. I think that I think that's interesting. Your guy Davis Riley plus 360 to top 20. 
Are you sure about that? He's not, is he in very good form? No, I no, I have no idea. I mean, I think uh, he played. Why are you playing him this week? I guess is what I'm asking. Because uh, it was it was a very last second lineup. I needed to get in. I was <laughs> I was tired. I wanted to go to bed. That's why. Okay. So I told you I bet on M twenty two to one. I bet on Kitayama seventy five to one. I bet on Higo two hundred and fifty to one. I like Zalatoris. I like Rom. I know Hunter hates Zalatoris. Um, those are the other guys I think I would consider. Um, do you think a winner comes from the top this week, or do you think we get a surprise? Uh, I think it's going to be John Rom. So from the very, the very, very tippy top. Why don't you put? Is he's plus four fifty? You sound uber confident he's going to win for three in a row. Just put ten bucks on it. Because it's only four and a half, four and a <laughs> But he was only six and a half last week, and he won. And he was only eight and a half at Century, and okay, let's, he won. Let's, let's not try to compare. He was let's probably not, not 50 to one on Saturday night. That's what let's we not, should have been. Let's on, not but. compare eight and a half to four and a half. Those are very different numbers. Very different. Extremely different. Half. Okay, you're not exactly you just you're not based on what you've shown in this podcast, you're not exactly an expert with numbers. <laughs> if well, what do you mean? But you're right. That most recent comment is math statistically accurate. <laughs> say, Four and a half is nearly half of eight and a half. Yes. yes. I am really conflicted about one and done. Can you help me? Should I play John Rahm even though he's starting on the south? Does starting on the south make you question it at all? Uh, that I kind of I think I have to kind of stick my flag into that take. Yes, I think that definitely plays a factor. Definitely plays a factor. But I also could see it being like what I was saying that you could, if you just hang on for dear life and you still the way he's playing, if he plays even close to how he's been playing and he shoots right around even par one under, and then tomorrow when it's when those guys are out there suffering on the south course, even though it's going to be easier conditions, can't he just yeah, go? dominate the north course yeah he might he might so i'm not sure if it's, it's as big of a factor especially with with how well he's been playing but i do think it's going to have an impact on quite a few guys any first round leader bets mm. if you look just at the north like luke list 40 to 1 hideki 35 to 1 people do not is that do people think that hideki's bad is he bad why is he 35 He's behind Dave, McNeely, Spawn, Figala, Pendrith, Rogers, Patrick Rogers, Detry, Wyndham Clark. He's the same number as Wyndham Clark. No respect. I don't get it. No respect for Hideki. Does nobody bet him? I might just bet him outright for that very reason. Just because the number is absurd, 40 to 1. The only thing keeping me from doing it is I saw people got better numbers than that. 50. Oh, wow. In this field. And he has good history. All right, good luck this week. Enjoy the Wednesday through Saturday. Nice little appetizer for the football on Sunday. Go Bengals, baby. My Super Bowl future is still alive. 12 wow. to 1. Let's go. Wow, congratulations. Well, don't congratulate me yet. I haven't won anything. You got a long ways to go. Two games in three weeks. But I'm, it's looking good. Are you picking against the Bengals? 
Um, no, I don't. Not not. No, they're a favorite now. Yeah, I mean, how? I mean, how? Just that's crazy. Backwards was is all of that that they somehow were five five and a half sentiment, point dogs against the Bills, and now they're at home or they're on the road again at the Chiefs, who I would think is would be higher ranked than. I should sell my ticket. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how that all makes how that all worked out, but it's weird. I should sell my ticket because if that's the sentiment. On the Bengals? Are you kidding me? Somebody would probably love to have my twelve to one. What? Yeah, they're obviously not. Uh, I want to say they're like three to one now. So I'm sure somebody would take that and run. They are, yeah, plus two forty to win. Okay, now they're they're offering me DraftKings wants to buy my ticket. I just looked this up. I was wrong. It's eleven to one. It's not twelve to one. That sucks. I thought it was twelve to one, and they want to pay me twenty six bucks. They want to pay me two and a half to one right now. Should I cash it? Oh Jesus, no! Just keep it going. Really? You think I should hold it? <laughs> you can make your twenty six. That's twenty six bucks. I can, <laughs> can bet on Garrick Higo to win the you Farmers. Can, you can make your twenty six <laughs> bucks somewhere else if you lose. Like, goodness gracious. Well, it's good to be holding tickets that the casino wants you to cash out. Yeah. That's a good sign. I did something right. I got lucky because I wanted to bet the Bills, and I settled for the Bengals because I couldn't get the number I wanted on the Bills. Bills Bills defense is so putridly bad. I mean, the second that you saw them give up 31 points to Skylar Thompson, probably should have been your first sign that that... Well, yeah, that was a late sign. That was last week. I bet that this ticket is from, like, a couple months ago. Oh. I'm shocked it's I'm I'm surprised shocked it's that low. I swear the Bengals started off seasons real piss poor. Oh yeah, but not, I mean it's from second week of December. So they were playing a little bit better by then, I think. Mm-hmm. They weren't like in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, like six weeks ago. Alright. Good luck. Enjoy the farmers. Fun to have golf on today. Yes. All right. Talk to you guys.